We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Basketball losing last night to Kentucky at the Pavilion. 75-66, Wildcats over the Rebels in, uh, in that one. Played a pretty good first half and has been the case pretty much from his basketball this entire SEC season. Once a team goes on a run, that is uh, that's curtain, curtains for the Rebels at that point. So uh, that and more coming up on the show. A show brought to you Sunday by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. But uh, next door to the Oxford Exxon, the Oxford Crystal, just a little update there. They've got the uh, the new Sunriser. It's maybe the larger round sausage. That's a better value than what used to uh, be inside that Sunriser combo. Five ninety nine. Just the Sunriser, two ninety nine as well. It's Oxford Crystal and other Crystal locations around Mississippi as well. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. Do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred guest join on the myperfectfranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help. He's a uh, longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process so call andy put your life and career in your own hands it's 100 percent free you got nothing to lose find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901 we took a flyer on a uh, on a different stream situation this morning so if you are in the stream it does not look like you're chat is showing or if um we're communicating with you and you're saying things go to the stream that we put out on twitter and on the message board that would uh that would help things i think um i think it's possible that 
some of you guys are chatting into the ether at this point. So uh, just saying that, because I saw a couple of threads there about uh slow chat day. I think that's what it is. I think we are, we are having people in multiple spots accidentally. It's a one time thing. We hit a button that we just took a shot on. So anyway, do that. If you, uh, if you would appreciate that, I think that would, uh, Oh, they're hearing the sound now too. That's not good. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what to do with it. There's nothing I can do with it. Yep, you're fine. It's one of those live things, so just let it... Uh... I don't know if it's the headphones or not, but you probably could just kill the headphones in general. We're not using them. I don't think it's the headphones. I was just changing the one thing that I knew got changed. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, it is what it is. I'm sorry. So, F it. Yeah, it's a day. It's kind of that. I'm kind of there, so... Anyway, uh, let's see. Obviously, today's signing day, not a huge thing. We talked about yesterday. We talked about the calendar. We talked about everything that uh, is the reason for that. A couple different guys signing today, potentially more signing today. I don't know. I mean, there there, there, there is some indecision coming into the day as far as what players are going to do. But you've got transfers that happened since the last time we talked to him. You've got Walker Howard. You've got Spencer Sanders. You have all these different deals. That's going to be the majority of the meat of this thing today. What do you sort of anticipate Lane's message being this morning? Uh, based on Twitter yesterday, I think it's going to all be about more of the transfer portal, and that's how you build, and this is this is pro sports. I think it's going to be very repetitive. I think, I think Lane really likes the whole transfer portal king, the portal king thing, as if you base on actions. That's what they tweeted about last night. Yeah, I think they're going to talk. The video about, production was transfer. I think I think that's who they are right now, which is juxtaposed against a more aggressive high school recruiting philosophy going into the twenty twenty four cycle. I don't know. I, I I think I was kind of working on a column already this morning, and a little bit last night during the basketball game. I think he's always going to be an NFL GM a little bit where he's building team while also keeping an eye on franchise program. But I think team first, I think with Kiffin, it's pretty obvious that it's always about now. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just think it's a different approach than maybe other programs like Ole Miss traditionally have and maybe it changes over time maybe this is a year where there's a lot more prospects in mississippi um this year the 24 class maybe he will have naturally a more high school heavy class maybe pete golding's presence will enable them with a year to work to recruit a higher level of high school prospect on the defensive side of the ball than they've been able to recruit in the past i don't know but in terms of today i don't think today's going to be about the two to four kids that they add. Can I press mute on the computer input? Yeah, where's that? Sorry. No, you're good. It's a lot of shows. It's what happens. It's no big deal. I, su I suspect, yeah, I, I suspect he'll question why there's a press conference today. 
Um, and I get it. This is we're doing a press conference today because everyone always does a press conference on National Signing Day, but National Signing Day is more meaningless today than it's ever been. I mean, the second signing day is a meaningless day. It's a couple of guys, three guys, four guys, whatever the case may be. It's not a big number. It's not like. See if that works. See if that goes, it makes it go away. You know, it, it's it's one of those deals too where I think it's it's multifaceted. I think in some ways because of budgets in the past and last year, I think Lane needed to go portal heavy. I think that's where Ole Miss sort of found a niche in a lot of ways. I think he was on the front end of of, of that in a lot of ways as far as um, what was possible. He sort of beat people to the punch a little bit, and frankly, it's what Lane's more comfortable doing. Um, he enjoys it more if it's if it's one or the other. He would rather talk to the guy about you know, NIL and playing time and more of an NFL type model versus the college deal of taking the pictures like Brian Kelly and the whole deal and all that, all that stuff. I mean, he, there, there, there's a certain whatever to that. And it's, it, it's across the board. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I am so curious as this thing goes and we'll find out this very soon because the spring and the summer is when it starts to really pick up is their model for 24. Um, the NILs in the in the bank, as we talked about, you've got all, um, uh, you know, you've, you, 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 that is no longer an excuse. You've publicized a, a lot of money from an NIL standpoint. If you choose to go the high school route, they've got to start getting kids that way. It, you're always going to have the portal to some extent, probably more than like a Georgia or somebody who really gets the high school kids straight out of high school, and that's what it is. But do we have any signs to this point of sort of what this 24 class potentially looks like? I mean, do you, do you think there actually is any reversal in, in change there? I don't know. It's too early to say, um, you know, how does pay for play change between now and then? Um, is there a kind of a correction, a market correction, or does it continue to be massive? How much money do you have next season? If you had $10 million this year, do you have less than that next year? Do you have more than that next year? What does the results on the field in the fall do to your ability to raise money? How quickly do kids make decisions? How fluid are those decisions? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a different world. What does the portal look like a year from now? What does the portal look like in May? I mean, I thought it was interesting that they referred to it as the mid-year transfer class which tells you that they're anticipating an end year transfer class is that more is that less do they run guys off in the spring do guys leave in the spring because they decide they want to go i mean i don't i don't know how anybody can at a at 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 any program that's not a very small handful of of the elite upper crust programs I don't know how anybody could possibly predict what a class is going to look like without like either being fatalistic or being super fan. Oh, it's going to be awesome or it's going to suck. That's those are extremes. I look at it and go, I I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. There's too many variables. I mean, I would have thought 
a month ago, for example, I would have thought Walker White was going to be in this class yeah. from Little Rock. Sure. I would have never guessed that Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard would be yeah. on the team. And they are. And I don't think Ole Miss is going to make Walker White's finalist list. I think he's going to do something fairly soon, and I don't think it's going to be Ole Miss, obviously. So everything is super fast changing. Like if you were to try to forecast the 2024 class outside of a handful of kids in Mississippi that I think you could take an educated guess on, I think it's relatively impossible. I did a recruiting overview preview for 2024 on Saturday, and as I was doing it, I was laughing at myself routinely like, yeah, this this today is accurate. On Saturday, that sure. was accurate. By April, half of this is going to be inaccurate. And I thought, you know, the people who don't get that will come back and go, oh, man, you, you hit like 10%. And it, it's it's like there's no way to do on in January of 23 an accurate representation across the board of what a, a signing class, what targets might look like in 11 months. And that's before you factor in the fact that Kiffin is a guy that, and I think he would maybe admit this, but if you talk to people around him, Kiffin's a guy that changes evaluations, drop of a hat. They'll be all in on a kid, and he looks at the film one day and goes, nope. Or they'll be out on a kid, and he'll look at the film and go, I want that one. So there's just too many variables to even possibly predict what it's going to look like. And then what happens with portal guys? When you bring portal guys in, you're going to, at some point, there's not enough body of evidence yet. But at some point, and this is not talking about Ole Miss, this is programs in general, you're going to get a reputation in the portal of, hey, that's a place where they tell you something and that's what they do. Or that's a place where, man, you just can't trust those guys. You can't trust what they tell you about what your role is going to be because as soon as you get there, all those promises are out the window. And that's going to happen. We've seen it with Florida, with pay-for-play, with Rashada. With, that's, that's going to start happening elsewhere. Guys are going to be told, hey, you come to school X, there's going to be $100,000 up front. Well, the kid gets there, and there's not $100,000. That reputation is going to start to get out. The market is going to develop and establish itself over time in this new world where the quiet part's out loud. Because in the past, right? I'm, I'm, I know I'm. No, you're good. In the past, you promised a kid a shoebox full of money. And he got to campus and the money wasn't there. Well, what was he going to say? Hey, they promised me a bunch of money. I didn't get it. He couldn't say anything. Well, now you can. We signed an NIL deal and the money's not there. It's literally what Jaden Rashada said. I'm blown away by the people that criticize him. He didn't do anything wrong. He said, hey, the market is go out and shop for the highest bidder. That's what I did. I signed a contract. They voided the contract. I said, peace out. Sure. He didn't do anything wrong. But moving forward, guys now are going to say, okay, well, here's the deal. Let's put it in writing. And I want to get mine. I think one of the reasons Davis and Igbenosin left, whether you think it's right or wrong, good or bad, that's up to you. I think one of the reasons that he left was he thought he deserved to make more NIL money than he did or pay for play money. And clearly somebody else gave him a bigger bag. He was at Ole Miss one year 
started, what, 10, 11 games? Had a bright future, I would think, inside the program. I don't think this was about Chris Partridge. Chris Partridge is at Oregon. Yeah, he didn't follow Partridge. I mean, Ohio State is nowhere close to Oregon. They both start with an O, and that's as far as it goes. So I, I just think it's a brand new world that we're continuing to see develop. And we've talked a lot about whether it's good or bad or whether it's going to be attractive to fans or all of that stuff. But in terms of forecasting what a recruiting class is going to look like, I have no idea. And when I say, does it change any, I, I, I never think, I mean, Lane's always going to be into the portal to whatever extent. I'm, I'm talking about, does it go from, you know, where they sign 12 players in the early signing period? Is that right? Yeah, they sign 12, and then so they'll add another three. So yeah, in it. that early signing period, does it go from 12 to 17 to 16? Because, you know, a lot of the storyline out of the early signing period in December was, Lane said, hey, we're going to take as many guys as we can get that are quality. We're not just going to fill up the class with bodies that we're not sure about. Well, the goal for Ole Miss is to be in more, I mean, this is dub, but just the reason my thought process is here is explaining, or not explaining, is that you get more higher quality players, hence your your number goes up in December that you sign. I mean, Georgia is able to sign 21 players because they found 21 players who they believe can play for the University of Georgia. Yeah. So instead of 12, can you get that number to 16? Mm-hmm. Because again, you're always sure the portal is going to be part of college football until mass regulation does or does not happen. But at the end of the day, when you get a kid out of high school, you have two chances. You get a chance for him to compete immediately and then whatever. And then you get a chance to keep him and potentially develop him. Probably not going to happen, but it's at least more of a chance than simply going, no, we're just going to go grab everybody out of the portal and it's going to be okay. Because a lot of dudes out of the portal have some reason they left. Yeah. The high school kid doesn't have his reason he chose you is because he wanted the opportunity to play for you. That's completely what's, different. So what's interesting about the guys that they add today, whether however many of them there are, these are all appear to be development guys. Mm-hmm. So the first period was these are impact guys. The second period is these are development guys. It's just kind of interesting. And using the numbers here versus they're going to be enough in May where we'll go grab guys out of the portal to fill those spots instead. Yeah. And so you wonder, like, when they're development guys, how long do they get to develop? Two years? When, um, are they taking guys who they believe men- mentally those guys are okay with developing? You know what I mean? There's sure. a difference. Maybe so. The guys you come today, hey, are you going to like be pissed off when you don't play next year? Or, hey, are you building toward 2025 or yeah, whatever? Because I mean. nobody's got 85 contributors. Well, no, ever. So, I mean, you take some chances. You got some spots on your roster that you work with. It's just a new era of roster building. And you do it different ways at different places. That's become very clear. Complain is a weird word. Triple mass doesn't think, but Lane complains today. Lane will talk about calendar changes. He will talk about why are we here. Um, It's actually sort of an interesting barometer because the number of people who use complain versus explain depends on what your Q rating is of Lane Kiffin right now. If you're a little frustrated by things from the fall, still he's complaining. The one thing he when he was when he was winning, it was yeah. hey, he's educating us. Right. The one thing he can't do is he can't complain or talk about nil money because a year ago he said he needed six million and he got almost double that. Mm-hmm. So you, and they've promoted that publicly. Yeah. So you got it. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes in and says, you know, it's obviously changed and you have to have more. I don't know. He's depend on his mood. You know, I mean, he 
tweeted. That's a good point. He retweeted the Davis kid last night with his Mississippi State stuff. I don't know whether that was trolling or whether that was pissed off or who knows. I mean, I, I because there's evidence of both. Here's the history. thing, and we talk about this. We admit this out loud. We don't know him. We don't know this guy on any personal level. I don't know what how to read different things. But even beyond that, in his social media history, sometimes it's a it, it, it's a sign of something, and sometimes it's because he's frustrated. We have seen both examples over the yeah. course of his social media. I mean, the Monday of the state week is the that was angry. But even when guys would sign with or commit to Texas A and M, who retweet them, well, there's yeah. an implied thing there. Yeah, that's the transfer to the SIP stuff. Yeah. And they embraced that fully. I mean, that was a pretty big production for that tweet. Yeah. I mean, there was some time that was spent yeah, sure. on that. So that's a big part of the brand. And I think he likes the whole Portal King thing. I, mm-hmm. I do. I think it's a big part of what he uh, what he wants to do. I mean, it's the way to market him right now. Kyle, thanks for the Super Chat. As always, it's February. Oh, sorry. I didn't see it. Love the new set and changes. Need a frame pick of Gus and Rezo. You could get, you could take some pictures of the dogs. Do that. Yeah, I could. Not sure where I'd put them, but yeah. <laughs> Do you have photos from Wrigley and Miller from back in the day? Somewhere. Do you? Yeah. The game last night, Kentucky 75, Ole Miss 66 in front of, um, I, I'm not even blaming anything, just with the weather and everything, a sparse crowd at the pavilion last night. Um, Again, Ole Miss played well early. Abram had a really good first half to kind of pace them, and then it, it got away there as it, as it basically always has. They've now, from a co- from a cover standpoint, was Ole Miss 1-9 in the leagues. They've played 10 games or 1-8. They're 1-8. So, yeah, because last night was the halfway point of the That's league correct. schedule. That's correct. They're 2-7 against the spread in SEC play at this point. Um, South Carolina and Tennessee, the two covers there. You know, I wrote this last night. They weren't awful on offense. They, it's always something. And they get looks. Yeah. They just can't make shots sometimes. And then they go through, and you said it a minute ago, and you were exactly right. You nailed it. Once the other team goes on a run. That's it. That's it. You can't answer the run. They have answered a run once in 2023, and it was against South Carolina, who sucks. I watched a lot of college basketball last night, and they just don't have enough scorers. To win consistently at all. When they're one and eight at the halfway turn, they've got a handful of games left they could win if they play really hard. That's their problem. Like last night they they, they played really hard. I thought they had a pretty good plan on Chibwe. They didn't let him just kill him. They held their own against Kentucky on the boards. I think it was they lost on the boards, but it wasn't bad. They actually held Kentucky to a pretty decent number on the offensive glass. Um, they just don't have any, and look, if Abram doesn't get off to that red hot start, they're probably in trouble out of the gate, but he did. He got off to a red hot start, but you can't expect that to continue. And then they just don't have anybody else. You're counting on two freshman guards. Now, Abram and Caldwell and, you know, Morell's hasn't come back. Kermit indicated that he thought Morell would come back Saturday against Vanderbilt. We haven't even touched on the Deshaun Ruffin thing. We're going to get there in a second. But Ruffin's gone. I would I would suspect Ruffin's gone. Period. We'll see. You mean beyond the season? I think he's gone. Yeah. We'll see if he comes back. Um, I still know that they have enough. You you look at what's on the floor, and 
it's just not enough. Podcast brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Your national champions are back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. You can show your support for efforts on the field this season by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday. They're allocated into your blue priority points total and up to 90% tax deductible. You can sign up today by visiting give2athletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. Uh, we're also brought to you by Corinth Dental. Um, don't accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves. One smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, and much more. It's also uh, a great way if you are looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. Give uh, Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138, or uh, check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes, 662-567-2573-662-842-3844. If you're coming to town um, anytime soon, whether it's for basketball or baseball or whatever the case may be, make sure you stop by OPA. It's uh, Oxford's new Greek restaurant on the square. It's a uh, perfect place to enjoy a dinner, uh, fabulous food, craft libations as well, uh, candlelit patio, so much there at OPA just off the square in Oxford. And speaking of trips, if you're uh, planning one, maybe you're thinking about spring, maybe you're thinking about summer, maybe you're already looking ahead to a holiday vacation, get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he will give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901 494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at Regency travel.net podcast also brought to you by prime shrimp prime shrimp.com seven different flavors available for you including their most recent their new orleans barbecue style shrimp it's fantastic their signature is fantastic with pretty much everything they've got spicy options full meals in a bag and their two pound bags of individually frozen shrimp I like what's at the grocery store with separate higher quality from the New Orleans-based brand. New offer here for you now. Use code RG, that's in Rebel Grove, RG. They're going to offer 25% off five pouches or more with code RG. You can do that even if you've used them before. It's not first-time customers. It's anybody. So five pouches, RG, 25% off with PromShrimp.com. I watched um, I watched Alabama and Vanderbilt. Whew. That was something. Um, I watched Arkansas, Texas A&M. I watched Northwestern Iowa. Ole Miss doesn't have scorers the way those teams do. No, that, that's what struck me last night watching that basketball game is from an X's and O's standpoint, 
because I, I frankly I'm trying to learn more basketball. I'm just being completely honest. Um, I, their offense at times has been really, really bad. I thought their ball movement was pretty good last night that led to open shots. They just don't make them. Like, from an X's and O's standpoint, last night made sense. You go, oh, yeah. okay. Well, during that run that Kentucky made, yeah. Ole Miss was getting looks. And it's just clink, clink, shots clink, just don't clink, fall. clink, clink. Yeah. And now what? Why? And, and Kent- now that's... Kentucky plays their bad half. And, look, and, and the guard goes down for a minute, and you look up at halftime and you're tied. And at, at halftime, I thought, well, whatever opportunity they had, is gone. Like to me, the second half was incredibly predictable. Yeah, Todd was not a good thing. Um, look, when you do the autopsy or the obituary on the season, whatever, however you want to phrase what we're what we're what we're autopsying at that point, a lot of it is simply managing the roster in all ways. It's a lot of the portal stuff hasn't worked. The the outgoing guys have been good at other places. Some of it's apples for apples. Some of it's not. The incoming guys haven't built up to give you those extra players. Frankly, Brakefield's improved his game. He's he's made some steps. Uh, for sure. If he doesn't have to be your one or your two, he's pretty good. Um, if you could let Jamin be the three or four. Yeah. Yeah. And we mean best players on the court, not right. position. Right. Um. No, yeah, there's no doubt about that. But then, you know, like I said, Morell's been banged up. He's been whatever, but he hasn't taken some huge step. We'll get to roughing in two seconds. And then what has become a nightly thing is they play skittish. They they're not they're trying. They're playing hard, but they play skittish. They take shots. They look over to see if they're getting pulled. Yep. You've got early timeouts. There's no confidence that they're just going to remain in game flow. And to me, again, novice as hell, that is the one thing that I think is the epitome of what has gone wrong over the course of the last several years for Kermit Davis. My opinion. I think it's more than fair to question the way that he uses the bench in games. Yeah. Make a mistake. He does that thing where he loses his lose. He appears to get really frustrated, goes down the sideline, points at somebody, and they make a change. It's mm-hmm. and and you just wonder if guys are 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 playing, watching the bench. And when you watch other teams, and I have, I've watched a lot of college basketball. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just not punt the whole thing because I don't think that's I don't think that's right. You don't see that elsewhere. You see coaches get pissed off, you see coaches get frustrated, you see coaches yell at their players. But like I didn't I didn't see Buzz Williams and Eric Musselman and Nate Oates last night yanking guys at the first mistake. Mm-hmm. And in college basketball when you we're going to play young guys. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to mess stuff up. Even good players. I mean, you're going to see guys have defensive lapses. I watched, like again, the A&M-Arkansas game. Both teams, I can think of an incident with both teams where there was just a complete defensive mind fart. And the coach pointed it out, but the guy stayed on the floor. You mentioned it elsewhere in the SEC, Alabama 101-44 over Vanderbilt, which is Ole Miss's next opponent on Saturday in Nashville. Yeah. 43-15 at the half, and then the second half score was 58-29. Jerry Stackhouse referred to it as wrong team, wrong time. Excuse me. He's embattled there. They have a decision to make there. Stackhouse? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and they're just good enough. Yeah, I know. To have some hope. For the future, and yet they should be better than that. Yeah, and 
Packers are three and six in the league now. And the word is the Chancellor, President, Grand Poobot, Vanderbilt, yeah, whoever, whoever they have. Yeah, is is um not a huge stackhouse fan. So we'll see. I don't know what happens there. Is that a that game's at noon? There were jokes among Vanderbilt people last night about guess the crowd. Tickets will be readily available if you're in Nashville and you just want to stop by. Um, you don't have to worry about scalpers. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's Georgia. It's Georgia Auburn. I don't know. It's just it's hard to find a bunch of wins. And and it's again, we're it's going to be a game in the first Saturday of February. And it's, to say it's apathy is an understatement of all time. I know he got an extension. I'm just telling you the the word is that. He's probably getting run at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Alabama looked good. Alabama looked like, hey. They're normal Alabama. Well, they probably had a, they had a bad week. The way that they played against Oklahoma probably led to some soul searching. Now, look, Oklahoma's okay. The Big 12's really good. But they shouldn't lose by 40. Like, I watched Kansas-Kansas State last night. Yeah. Okay? The Big 12's good. They are. You can you can have a middling record in the Big Twelve and look up and be like, hey, we're not so bad. It's kind of like SEC baseball. You can have a middling. Just look at last season. You can have a middling SEC baseball record, still going and, wrong. and look up and go, hey, we're we're pretty good. Yeah. And the Big Twelve is very similar to that. In fact, Jeff Johnson said that on Henry's guys last week. He made the comparison between SEC baseball and Big Twelve basketball. And the more that I thought about it, the more I thought that's pretty astute. I think he's right. So, uh, so it's a long-winded point. Alabama looked good. Alabama may have gone through a little bit of a funk based on scheduling, based on what happened off the court. They're, I still think they're going to be fine. They are an uber-talented team. They're 9-0 now in the SEC, by the way. State uh, ran through South Carolina in Columbia last night, 66-51. Carolina now 1-8 in the SEC, State 2-7. and I'm embarrassed to admit that I watched some of that. Okay. And then Arkansas got a really good win at home, 81-70 over Texas A&M last night. A&M falling to 7-2 and in the SEC. Arkansas now 4-5 and after being 1-5 and at one point. So three okay. in a row for the Razorbacks. So I got hot takes on both teams here. I'll be quick. Number one, I'm more and more impressed with Texas A&M every single time I watch them. And, and they left College Station. So Fayetteville has had two weeks of ice and snow. It's been really cold and treacherous up there. And they were supposed to fly into Fayetteville, and they couldn't because of the weather. Okay. So they flew into Wichita, bussed from Wichita to Tulsa, spent the night in Tulsa, got up and bussed to Fayetteville. Wasn't their routine, wasn't their thing that they usually do, and yet I thought they played super hard. And then I, I, I think a and is going to be a tournament team. I think a and is going to be a good tournament team. Buzz is just terrific, what he gets out of his kids. And then on the flip side, and I wrote this in 10 Thoughts, and I was almost hesitant to do it because I didn't want to get the crap started. But if you watched Arkansas Baylor and you watched it objectively, knowing how good Baylor is and and knowing kind of how that game went, I thought if you were an Arkansas fan, you saw some things in that that went, there's reason to hope. Even with Nick Smith not coming back, it's kind of like Musselman's been experimenting and experimenting and experimenting, and I think he has found something. And that's what I said after the Baylor game and watching last night. I think I'm right. 
He's going with his bigs more. He's playing the two Mitchell kids together more. Um, they're letting Debo Samuel run more point to keep Black out of foul trouble. And they're just kind of figuring it out. I don't know whether they get Smith back or not. Um, Jimmy Dykes called the game last night. Dykes lives up there. He insists that Smith is coming back in the next 10 days. And if he does, they become a really good team again. But even if he doesn't, I think Arkansas is a tournament team, and they're a dangerous tournament team if they get the right draw and the right officiating because they're just really freaking big. And they can, they're long. They really, even though A&M scored a bunch of points, they really bothered A&M on the defensive end. That was a really good game. So Ole Miss basketball on, on social media last night put this out. Just said a message from Deshaun Ruffin, 6 o'clock on the dot, actually, which maybe it was just set to go out at 6. So two hours before tip, quote, I want to begin by saying that I love the University of Mississippi, my teammates, my coaching staff, and the Oxford community. My two years have been nothing short of amazing, and despite my injuries, built friendships and relationships that will last a lifetime. This decision is me simply putting myself and my future first alongside my family in hopes of regaining 100% mental and physical health. I've decided to step away from the team and take every action necessary to get well. However, this is not me giving up on the game I love, but simply taking the time to return to full health. I look forward to being back with my Ole Miss teammates in the future and giving them and you the very best version of me. Please respect the privacy of my family and me at this time. Thank you all and much love. A lot of stuff going around. Um, yeah. Clearly some unhappy stuff. He didn't make the, the trip to Stillwater. Yeah, coach's decision on that right. too. Not as opposed to, and again, not that Deshaun has any – they're not the same, but Malik Ewan said personal, just personal situation. Deshaun Ruffin, what he just described is very much a personal situation, but he was not in Stillwater for coach's decision. So, guys, it's not yeah, the same thing. It's not. Um, yeah, look, obviously away from the team for the rest of the year. At this point, no one expects Ole Miss to have the same head coach next year. Um, I guess the new coach would have a chance to re-recruit him should he want to and should Deshaun want to, but I think that's where things sit at best right now between the two parties. That's more than fair. Um, you hate to talk about what rumors are, but rumors are there was a lot going on in practices last week between the two of them. I think that's he and Davis. Mm -hmm. I think that's happened on occasion over the course of the last season. And then, look, we talked, you and me talked about this a lot last fall. When baseball, when basketball would come up, in fairness to us, people would ask me, and I'm sure they asked you, how come you guys aren't doing more preseason basketball stuff? And my answer was always the same. I don't want to do the hype because I'm worried about Ruffin's knee. I'm worried that he won't be the same player. And then if he's not the same player, he's just a five foot eight guy out there who can't drive and can't defend. And in this league, against the guards you play against, that won't work. I mean, look at the guard play in the league. That won't work. And that's exactly what he is. He's not explosive, which I'm sure is incredibly frustrating to him. Um, he can't do the things that he could do pre-ACL. And he's not like Robert Allen, where what Robert Allen, who's not the same player from before his knee injury, but Robert's more of a glue guy, a leader, a, a, a 
different kind of guy. And I just, I'm not criticizing Ruffin, but that's not who he is. And so there are people that question his toughness. I'm not necessarily going to be one of those people. I don't know. Look, it's just, am I, I think Ole Miss will play in the SEC tournament on March the 8th. So we got, I think that's right. Yeah, because today's what, a Wednesday? Yeah, so it's five weeks from today. Not a whole lot left. I think the writing's on the wall. Calipari did the thing last night where he talked about the job that Kermit's done, and that's what coaches are going to do. You're about to start hearing that. Especially Cal. He does it every freaking year. Yeah, and so. What's the purpose? Just that fraternity. I mean, okay, but it's that's not. It. That's it. I, I I don't know. If anything, it makes you look kind of dumb, frankly. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I mean, look, he's, the, cause, cause, I mean, look, I'm he's not, the head coach at Kentucky, and they should be a lot better than what they are. Well, John Calipari has underachieved at Kentucky. There's no question. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I guess my point is, it's not piling on Kermit. It's just, it's different. You know, Jim Schlossnagel did it to Mike when A&M left Oxford. Mike was likely getting fired if they didn't get in. Oh, I remember that. Remember the tweet? They're really tight, though. They're like best friends. So that's a little different than just, hey, I coach with you and I really know you and acquaintances. I mean, I don't think John and Kermit are going out for dinner every month or anything. Like, I don't 
There was a moment in the game where I thought they were going to get into it. Yeah, I have not sensed that they are as close as that. I mean, Jim and Mike are tight. Right. So that was more of my, I understand what's going on, my friend. I'm, And Mike had a really big body of work here two decades going, hey, see this part. I mean, I get that. That sure. makes all the complete sense in the world. Sure. Just hasn't been the case here. Um, no, it, it hasn't. And, and, and there's this anger that some people have, and it's not personal. But if you were to try to write the case for giving him more time, it, it, it's – what in the world would you say? I mean, it would be completely dependent on you think this incoming class is going to change the trajectory of the program. That's it. I didn't say it was a good argument. You said make an argument. No, that you're is right. the argument. No, I, I was listening to it. I Matthew was Morrell takes a step, and then this incoming class is really good, and Abram takes a step. And okay. you build around that. that that's yeah. That's the argument. Yeah. Don't light your pitchforks. Just saying. No, I'm I'm, I'm not. Yesterday, I, I, we're playing PR for Chris Beard. Today, we're giving the, the reason. I'm, I'm actually fairly impressed because I, I had someone said, come up with one. I'm, I'm not sure that I could have. To me, the only argument for like giving him more time would be it's too expensive to fire him and nobody can win. And if you believe that, well, then whatever. I don't believe that. Okay, I, I don't. I don't believe. I watch. I watch way too much college basketball. And here lately, I've watched more than I ever thought I'd watch. Like, what in the hell am I doing sometimes? I'm up here, like, watching. Last night, I had Ole, I had Iowa, Northwestern, I had Kansas, Kansas State. I'm like, what am I doing watching all this game? Here's the point. You can win in a lot of places. you got to have energy. you got to have something that, that feels like synergy. Kids have to play hard. You have to have guys who can shoot. There, there, are, there are elements to winning in basketball. Every court's the same. The goals are the same. Not to sound like. Gene Hackman from Hoosiers, but he's right. And so you can win at Ole Miss. You can be shitty at Ole Miss. I've seen yeah. Andy's last team was atrocious. Yeah. It was awful. And, and and these last couple of teams are just not good. And, and, and you can talk about what a good coaching job it is and stuff like that. You can talk about those things to your blue in the face, but it's a scoreboard business. And I think Ole Miss can be better than that. Lost to UCF and UNA at home too. Yeah, this isn't just oh the league's really good. No, 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 no. Well, and and the league's the league's fine. It's fine. The league's fine. The league's the league's fine. It's competitive. Very good. I mean, Alabama is an elite team Tennessee. when it's dialed in. Tennessee's freaking great. After that, it's kind of eh. frankly Ole Miss's best league showing is Tennessee. Yeah, they played the balls hard. Yeah, I mean the rest of the league. I mean, like Auburn does some things where every once in a while you're like, oh boy, I mean they could get. I could name four or five teams out of the SEC: Auburn, A and M. I think Arkansas, that if they got the, maybe even Missouri, that if they got the right draw and the right officials, they could win a couple of games in the tournament. But here's the deal. All that doesn't even matter. What matters is expectations and perception. And across a variety of reports, not even anything I've done or Neil's done, the Ole Miss Athletics Director says Ole Miss is going basketball and expectation is they're in the NCAA tournament conversation every single year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's all that really matters. Sure. When grading the, you set an expectation and the employee meets or doesn't meet that expectation. Sure. I mean, I get there's other things, but at the end of the day, that's the main thesis of things. I mean, he's the boss. Yeah. He sets a guideline and then you meet or you do not meet well, that guideline. we've talked about this. I mean, um, did you ever watch Keith Carter play basketball? Yeah. Because I watched him play basketball. I showed a highlight last night. I remember watching full games. That dude... 
that dude wanted to win. He wasn't a passive player. Now, he was really talented. He wasn't one of those guys that was nothing but effort and elbows. I mean, he was really talented. <laughs> but No, you know it's eating him freaking alive. But that, they're not winning at men's college basketball. I, I doubt if in Keith Carter's four-year career where he played, I don't know, let's just call it just for a round number, 130 games. Sure. And it's probably more than that. I don't, whatever. doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to guess that in 129 of those, he played really, really hard. Maybe there was one game where he was half asleep and a knee hurt a little bit. Had mono or something. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure I'd even bet on that. And his team's won. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill. JohnsonHillCreamery.com. Instagram page. Valentine's Day pre-orders ready to go. By the dozen, you can get cannolis, macarons, chocolate-covered strawberries, brown butter, chocolate chip cookies. It is still king cake season. A lot of different flavors, including their new blueberry cheesecake. 24 hours notice to take care of that with Johnson Hill Creamery. You can order most of it right there online. Pick up for the Valentine's Day. It's on Valentine's Day. That's 10 to 5 o'clock open on that day. So johnsonhillcreamery.com slash shop to place your order today. Podcast also brought to you by uh, Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in uh, Madison, Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in uh, multiple states, uh, advisors in multiple states as well. So uh, if you... What they do is they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. Investing is treated like a commodity. Uh, decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotion. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Valentine's Day, about two weeks away now. If you are uh, shopping for jewelry, we highly recommend Lamins Fine Jewelry in Oxford, 1126. North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, children's jewelry, collectibles, and so much more. They've got it. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Uh, we're also brought to you by ACS. ACS owned by Clay McNutt, the beast of Baldwin there in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider. A Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff. A UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for the next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. For your prescriptions, the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with G&M. Again, they can transfer your medications easily. One call, they take care of the rest. Again, 662-236-2222. He played with people that Mike White, Anthony Boone, Ansu Cisse, Jozon Darby. I'm trying to think who else was on those teams. I get you go. I'm going to let you go ahead and go through it. But dudes who could really – Dudes, there were a bunch of guys who were effort and elbows guys. Mm -hmm. 
Like Mike White. Mike would probably admit this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Mike wasn't ever the most athletic dude on the floor. Yeah. Keith was more talented than Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, nobody ever looked at Jozon Darby and said, that dude's going to play in the league. Yeah. Anthony Boone maybe could have been something till he tore up everything in his knees. And then after that, he was an effort and elbows guy. Mm-hmm. Cissé was an NBA caliber he player. They were, they were, they were he talented. got a cup of coffee. They were talented. But you understand my point. There's no way that he looks at this and goes, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. As long as we win in football. I, I just don't buy that. There's no part of me that believes that 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 Keith Carter looks at basketball and goes, well, you know what? As long as we're winning in baseball, that's awesome. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. Frankly, he feels an obligation because he's the athletic director to win at the sport because of his history. He told me that. I, used it in the, I mean, that's the quote I used last week. So it, it, JM says, I get what Keith said about expectations, but do the boosters agree with them? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is, this is, this is the truth. And this is a hard thing for people to hear because people want to – Ole Miss has allowed themselves, and it's what it is, I'll be honest with you, Chase. I'm, I'm convinced with this. It is a defense mechanism. It's a, well, as long as we're good in football and we've got baseball, that's our thing. No, no, no. You've got to bring in somebody that excites people. Even last night, they had a big, the student section turned out. They were there. On a night when it was cold and ice and all that stuff, they were there. Frankly, you owe it to the students to give them a product that makes it fun. But you just have to, you, you have to produce a product that gets boosters excited. You have to bring in somebody who can go to boosters and sell them. Bottom line. Like I was, who was the guy I was talking about the other day? Um, oh, oh, uh, Porter Moser at Oklahoma. Yeah. Look, Oklahoma's a football school. Oklahoma's not a, they don't get a big baseball crowd or whatever, but they clearly put an emphasis on it. They played for the national championship. I mean, you can't say They're the most dominant softball program in history. They're, they're awesome they at it. And they care. And they pack the place. Yeah. Porter Moser came in and started doing all the stuff. And it's adaptability. It's it's you find somebody who just figures out a way to do it in a lot of different ways. Because I, I I think this is a part two of you. If we look, we're likely going into a coaching search here. This this is important. You need a coach who, if one year it's not there where you get a ton of impact guys, you do go international. You do go transfer. You just figure it out however you got to figure it out. And I'm using an example. This isn't about yesterday with the Chris Beard thing, but I was reading a story this morning in The Athletic. Neil saw it as well. Um, I think it was Dana O'Neill. She got a one-on-one with the players at Texas talking about post-Chris Beard, how they kind of handle it because they're winning the Big 12 right now. They're really good. They lost mm-hmm. to Tennessee, but whatever. So what? So she basically had dinner with them Friday night in Knoxville. She went to Ruth's Chris where they had their pre their night before meal and um, Texas money right there. Basketball team in Ruth's Chris night for the game. But anyway, and one of the things she pointed out was that they were more mature as, as a roster. And I, I've got a point I'm getting at is mm-hmm. that one of the guys around the table goes 24, 22, 23, 23, 23, talking about ages of a lot of their better players. Now Hunter's 19, young kid. But they're the seventh oldest team in the country right now um, and older than everyone in the top 25 except for Virginia and Iowa State, and that's kind of Virginia's thing. Tony Bennett does a really good job of developing and getting older guys there with the Cavaliers. But you look at where these dudes came from, and this is, again, it's Chris Beard at Texas who put together a, two Elite Eights, a national championship team, and runner-up, and then what he's done at Texas in short time. And her paragraph there's experience at this table and not just the sort of sorted with a birthday. Only Cunningham began his career at Texas. D. Sue spent two years at Vanderbilt. Hunter left Iowa State after one season. 
Allen transferred from Utah following three seasons. Rice is a grad transfer from New Mexico State. Bishop spent three years at Creighton, and Carr is on his third stop after one season at Pitt and two more at Minnesota. That's Texas's nucleus right there. So not only are you able to, in his past, recruit and develop talent in one way, but because you've got to fix it quickly at Texas because they have no patience. He goes into the portal. In fact, he has no patience. Go into the portal, get dudes. But then when you go into the portal, it's, hey, no, no, no. That dude can play. And then you at least get what they were getting, and then you totally elevate. The problem is when you get the portal guy and he actually falls or it's the same, and you go, hey, no, he's going to take this step. Well, there's no evidence of that unless you're a really good developed guy and talent guy, and you go, no, no, I see it. They're not doing something correctly. You know, football example. Jared Ivey is better at Ole Miss and Georgia Tech because they use him more effectively. Yes. Other guys, they're the same dude. Ty Fagan has been the same dude. Not picking on Ty. Not a bat. I mean, he's an SEC basketball player. But he was never going to go be your star no. from what he was doing. So, no, you just you got to figure it out. It's all about seeing a dude and understanding whether he can play at this level or he can and then make a decision based off that. You do it in baseball? Because you do it, it in works football? both ways. It's can you fix it in basketball quickly? Sure. Yeah. You can also screw it up quickly because you've only got how many of roster spots? Three or four misses and you're done. Yeah. So you've got to hit at a very efficient high level in doing that. Yeah. you got to have kids that want to come play for you. Yeah, no, baseball's the same way. I mean, Mike Bianco, Carl Lafferty, they brought in Ethan Groff from Tulane and Anthony Clarko from Northwestern because they believe they can hit in the SEC. Yeah. They look at it and go, no, I don't know, that'll translate. They brought in Troy Brown because they thought he could play linebacker in the SEC. Yeah, Chance Campbell. Yeah. And they had some misses too. But you're right in basketball because the roster's the way it is. You you have too many misses and you're you're screwed. You have to in today's basketball environment, you've got to be able to assemble a team and build chemistry and synergy and make it work. Simple as that. As hard as that is. But I don't I just and look, I'm I'm not Mr. Ole Miss guy. I just I just think you can make it I think you can make it entertaining and fun there. I do. I think you can make it I've seen it. I've seen it when it was fun. When I watched that place get pretty full. Kermit's first year, you saw it. Mm-hmm. I mean the pavilion was different. Those were fun games. Frankly, as late as 19. It was pretty damn good when Tennessee came in that day and they threw stuff on the floor. Take that out. It was a good environment. Yeah, it was a good environment. I was trying to think what happened with that team. Is that the team that... It was that second. It was They, they kind of fell off or whatever, right? Okay. But yeah, I can't... I, yeah. I, I lose track of... Maybe because the 2020 thing rolled in and just... You forget, like... Yeah, right. men, mentally, it, yeah. It, it doesn't... It doesn't translate. 2020 was the year that they were a, a game away. 20. The 1920 the season. No. No, the 2021 or the whatever. The <laughs> the shortened season the next year. They went 10-8 yeah. and eight in the league. The one that ended in 21. That's right. Yes. And then last year was a disaster. That is correct. This yes. year appears to be the same disaster. <laughs> yeah, 4-14 four and 14 last year and 1-8 and eight here at the, uh, at the break. Yeah, Ole Miss – yeah, they fell off, but at that point they were so it was it was February. They had kept it together. They ended up going six and twelve in the league. So Kermit's SEC records ten and eight, six and twelve, ten and eight, four and fourteen, one and eight. Yeah. At this point. 
Uh, jumping around a little bit. Obviously, we'll hit a lot of NFL stuff with Jeffrey tomorrow, but um, Tom Brady retires this morning. He says for good this time. He just posts about a, I don't know, minute and a few seconds video on yeah. uh, on the Twitter from the beach. He uh, said you only get one really long emotional goodbye, and he's already used that one last year, kind of yeah. made a joke of himself. I really respected the you way. Hope that he figures out a lot for himself. Yeah, that's, of course. I, I respected the way that he did it. All jokes aside, he had one hellaciously bad year, and you hope that he uh, does whatever that it is that 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 makes him fulfilled and content and happy moving forward. Yeah, I hope people don't spend the day bashing Tom Brady. That feels wrong. He made a mistake. God, he paid for it. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you watch Tom Brady, and it wasn't even about football. I watched him all year and go, God dang, he's just unhappy. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, look at the amount of weight that he's lost. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's not eating. He looks depressed. Went through a public, hellacious divorce. Yeah. I mean, he's losing time with his kids. I mean, there's so much here about the human. Forget the football player. The Chubby figures it out. That's why I hope I need to, I need to stay off Twitter today, because there will be people who will be making fun of him. And I don't think that's right. And he's the GOAT the biggest winner in NFL history. Look how hard it is to win Super Bowls. And at the end of the day, that's the point, win. And he got to what, 10 of them? Yeah. He won eight, right? I don't know. Lost to Eli only, right? No, they got... Uh, um, um, He lost to Eli twice. And then last then, year, Rams. Rams. They get back, right? That's who the Rams beat? No, they're no, in the NFC. They're the who'd they beat? I can't remember. He has seven Super Bowl championships. I think, I think he's, he's been to ten, though. So I think he's seven and three, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, we're forgetting one. Whatever. E- Eagles? Maybe so. I don't know. The Eagles beat the, beat the Patriots when Peterson won with the Philly special? Yeah. Was that the Pats? Yeah. Okay. That's there what it go. was. All right. Five-time so, Super Bowl MVP, three-time MVP. He lost to Nick Foles. Yeah. Two-time Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> NFL Comeback Player of the Year. 15-time Pro Bowler. Led the NFL in passing touchdowns five times, passing yards four times, passing rating leader a couple times. Every damn other long-term career award there is imaginable. All you have to know about Tom Brady is... The 199th overall pick. All you have to know about Tom Brady is that at the end of every game the last few years, all the young players can't wait to go talk to him. And it's more like that reverence... There's like a rush to exchange jerseys. Like, please, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, hey, there's hey. a reverence about it yeah. so that guys can say, I played against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I just think that's cool. I think it speaks volumes for what he did for the game. He's been one hell of an ambassador for the game as well. So, yeah, I need to stay off Twitter because there will be people making fun of me. I'm not a Brady guy. But like yesterday, there was this people talking about this inevitability that he goes to San Francisco, and I thought, no. Come on, just I remember thinking yesterday, just walk away. Walk away. Everybody, we all know what we saw this year. Just walk away. Go go find some happiness. Maybe get in a TV booth. Maybe become an executive, whatever. Go relax. The only um, quarterback to win a Super Bowl in three separate decades he is the oldest NFL MVP at 40, the oldest Super Bowl MVP at 43, and the only quarterback selected the Pro Bowl at 44. Also, the only NFL quarterback named to two all-decade teams, the 2000s and the 2010s. Yeah, I mean, just good God. I mean, he's 
And it's, it's, He's it's the just, football equivalent of Michael Jordan. And as you talked about the other day, the way the NFL does it, you get him in the Hall of Fame as soon as possible and let him get his speech and yeah. let's move on. Yeah, I put him in next year. Yeah, go ahead. I don't want. Why, why are we making him wait five years? <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want to wait. Put him in. I know they'll make him wait, but I, rules. I'd love for him just to. I don't know. I, I'm cheering for the guy. I hope it all. I mean, and he's going to be fine. He's got millions upon millions upon millions, all that stuff. But he went through a year of public hell. Yeah, I and mean, I, I hated it. It was yeah, kind of honestly, depressing. I mean, football and money is not fixing the personal hell a person goes through. No, and it was pretty obvious when you looked at him that oh, he yeah, was I mean, going through well. hell. He went away for a little while. I mean, he would during yeah. the week just leave for a couple of days. Yeah, he couldn't put a week together mentally. He needed the reset a couple of days to try to get some of the other yeah other stuff. Uh, Sean Payton headed to the Denver Broncos yesterday. Yeah, what'd you think of that? Good trade for the Saints. If he's not going to coach your team, you get some picks out of it. Well, you're going to get picks anyway. I, I don't like giving up that extra third. I, the Saints fans are kind of pissed because you end up. I mean, yeah, you got some picks, but I don't. I think they kind of thought there'd be more. Um, maybe it was all our dumb thinking, but now there was a lot of frustration actually around New Orleans yesterday on what that exchange was. Um, I don't know. For the Broncos, you still got to believe in Russell Wilson. That's the interesting thing. Peyton was always – the Broncos were the most likely spot for him from the very beginning. But in Peyton and Wilson, they have seven draft picks, including three first-rounders and three second-rounders, $161 million guaranteed to Wilson. And they, they're saying Peyton can make almost up to $20 million a year with the Broncos. All in, I mean. I mean, I But on it. Russell Wilson. Oof. Uh Feels like Sean could have done better. It just doesn't. Something doesn't feel right. I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, it just doesn't quite. But you know, in today's football, maybe a lot of teams that you think would be interested in Sean Payton are like, I don't want to pay the coach $20 million. I can go get a different kind of coach. I can get Nick Sirianni. I can get Zach Taylor. I can get those kinds of coaches for a lot cheaper than that. Saints are getting the Broncos uh, first-round pick in 23 and a second-round pick in 24 and then giving up their third-round pick in 24. Where's Denver's pick this year? That's what I was actually pulling up. It's a fairly decent pick, right? I mean, it should be. It's not top 10. Or at least, like, top 8. Uh... Laugh at a couple. I'll tell you later. I, I don't. I don't know where it is. Um. I don't know. We'll see with pay. Oh, it's 29th. Oh, oh, for Denver, that's not bad. No, you didn't get enough. No, you didn't. Saints didn't get enough. Look, I get he was like the NFL executive of the year and he won the Super Bowl, but Loomis has had some weird stuff. Like they have not done a very good job of putting their entire franchise together. It's been a lot of duct tape and yeah. misses and and stuff there. So it's 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 weird seeing him coach somewhere else. As much as you can on a pro level, he was New Orleans. Like there's a there's a certain oh wow mm, to that that is it's kind of kind of difficult from a from a fan standpoint. I thought he would end up with one of the L.A. teams. I thought that's where he. Was I was a little surprised he didn't wait a year. A little bit. Let it shake. See what happens. Because look, if they if they don't get something done, Staley will be fired in L.A. next year. With yes. the Chargers. Yes. No, he's 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 a one and one and done. 
podcast is brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the 1 Gig, the Powers, the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, that's 662-238-3159. Remind me to say something about Pat Kelsey in a second. We're uh, also brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a uh, probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured uh, right here inside Mississippi. If you take diabetes medicine, high blood pressure medication, cholesterol medications, they can cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But uh, Chris formulated a product that's called Prescription Support. Puts those vitamins back into your body. Uh, helps with those side effects. Makes you more compliant in taking your meds. Helps you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com. Promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your order. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just a dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just one dollar. Shop now at astock.bid. Download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. Um, A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So if you don't don't miss out, if you want it, bid it, win it. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern. 662-429-4429. Uh, the College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the uh, Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day. With the taste of Louisiana, dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, um, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. And uh, if you haven't tried Dead Soxy, now's the time. DeadSoxy.com, best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Uh, go to uh, DeadSoxy.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout, get 25% off all orders including sale items at deadsoxy.com. D'Amico Ryan's headed to Texans. He's beloved there with Houston. So we'll see what that looks like. Hope he got a lot of money. Got a six-year guaranteed deal. Good for him. So there's some money in that. No doubt about that. Um, Something that does not matter whatsoever. But um, did you see – can you name – the uh, Pro Bowl quarterbacks for the AFC that are playing in the game <laughs> or the skills game, if you will. Sorry, it's changed, you know. It's David Carr. Derek Carr, but close enough. Okay. Who got benched in December and is playing in the game, and they're trying to trade him. So they're trying to trade their Pro Bowl quarterback. It's the Ravens' backup, Huntley. That's where I'm going with this, is that Tyler Huntley <laughs> is a Pro Bowl quarterback. <laughs> he started four games this season. Four. <laughs> And he is a pro bowler. If you need an example of why the pro bowl no longer matters on any level whatsoever, including they don't need the free trip to Hawaii in the week. This is one of the dumber things ever. 
As, uh, uh, as someone who watches a lot of AFC North, uh, Tyler Huntley, who I'm sure is a wonderful person, is not a Pro Bowl quarterback. He got the seventh most Pro Bowl votes this year, which is the Athletics says still too high, but whatever. And saw Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua Tungvalova, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson all opt out. So yeah. Carr and Huntley, Huntley come on down at this point. Do you know that if Derek Carr were to get hurt? I did see this. Like playing dodgeball? The, it would cost the Raiders like twenty million bucks. Forty. Forty million bucks. Forty. <laughs> they are gonna watch a Pro Bowl skills competition where they lose forty million dollars if Derek Carr tears an ACL in dodgeball, um, messes up a shoulder in a long drive competition yeah. that is currently part of the Pro Bowl yeah. skills thing. Can we just kill it? Shouldn't he go to the Raiders and go, Hey, well, I'll tell you what, I'll pull out for two million bucks. Ooh. Write me a check right now and I'll pull out. If you want to hedge your bet here that nothing yeah. will happen to my body Just that's been hit a write, lot. Write me a $2 million check and I'll head to the beach. We'll let this thing expire. Ooh. If I were his agent, I would try that. Is it Josh Allen who said he's still going out there? He's just not playing. Is that right? Yeah, I think he's like, hey, I'm going to go play golf for the week. Yeah. Why don't you play? I mean... For a young guy, I guess you go, okay, I'm going to do it once for the experience. but The flag football thing? Just in general, like yeah. whatever. Just, yeah, I'm participating in the – and I wonder if some of the dudes have like contra- contractual obligations where they actually get paid if they're in the event, not just picked. I don't know. Probably just get named. Yeah, because you don't – frankly, you don't want them to play. No. You want them to get picked because they had a good year, but then you want them to not play. I mean, if you're like the Texans, you don't want Laramie Tunsil out there getting his leg rolled up. No, it wouldn't be preferable. No. Have to worry about that? An injury that happens in February? He seemed a little energetic on social media yesterday. Felt like they actually were at least trying. Well, they, I mean, they brought in a qualified coach. Which, That's step one. More than they've done the last two times. Well, there's so. no question about that. <laughs> he seemed happy about that, and they seem to be targeting a 49ers offensive assistant for their OC that mm. is a thing there under the Shanahan tree. Oh, the Shanahan tree's pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to hold Sat Sunday against Kyle Shanahan. N- no, I mean, felt like it wasn't his fault. No, <laughs> no, no team goes in and goes. You know, our fifth string quarterback doesn't quite have it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like people are criticizing Josh Johnson. It's like Josh Johnson is who he is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what are we doing here, guys? Josh Johnson was the fourth string quarterback. Okay. Yeah. What, do, what do you expect? Four string quarterbacks don't just at one point it out. they were trying to get Christian McCaffrey's helmet wired so that he could take. Come on. That's, that was all you had to know. No, they, they had real conversations on who we just basically run the wing tee with Debo or Christian McCaffrey, the Wildcat. Yeah. And you know they knew that he had torn his – you knew they knew he had done the Tommy John. Knew it right away. You know they knew it. Because they were trying to say it's a nerve thing. It wasn't a nerve thing. There's no way he was going to be able to throw a ball. And then you lose the other quarterback to the concussion. At that moment, you're like, can we just wave the flag? You can't throw a pass. McCaffrey's the only one that threw a pass the rest of the game. Oh. Just I didn't slung it. That. He slung it. I would have loved to have seen a game where everybody was healthy. Sure, of course. I think the Eagles still win. They're good. They're really good. They're they're really good. They're so good up front. On both sides, but especially on that offensive line. They're, 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 I'll be pulling for them on 
Sun next Sunday. Yeah, sure. I can't say that I have a rooting interest. Well, I mean, I've talked about this. I have no real reason for it over the years, but I've always been sort of anti-Chiefs. I just don't – that does they don't do it for me at all. Um, I don't like Mahomes. No, I don't either. There's, and I don't know if it's his entourage or him or what, but I just kind of – It's him. And it's the NFL just adores him. And I'm not sure what it is that they adore. I don't – I don't get it. I'm chiefed out. Oh, that's yeah. That's. I mean, they're they're not lovable. No, 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 no. And they're. It's Kansas City, so you can't like hate them. It's not like. <laughs> and yet, it's not like New England. Even when you everybody cheered against New England, and you kind of quote hated New England, but at the same time, you sort of respected New England. Yeah, sure. I don't really have that for the Chiefs. It's kind of I don't know. There's something different about it. Like the 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 Patriots in their heyday, you could try to hate them, but you kind of liked Brady. And you there's could, a certain there was a certain Yankees feel to it. Yeah, and you or could kind of hate them, but like Gronkowski was funny, and they'd have guys on defense that you kind of liked, like Teddy Bruschi and mm-hmm. guys like that. You're like, ah, I wish those guys would lose, but I kind of like them. And Vinatieri was you kind of liked him. I don't know. It was just kind of different. I had a hard now. time drawing up a lot of hate for Wes Welker and those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah he's like, kind of right. yeah, Kevin Falk. Like hard to hate Kevin Falk. I find Kevin it. Falk. I find it kind of easy to hate Patrick Mahomes. I find it kind of easy to dislike Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Just to be honest. I find it easy to like look at Andy Reid and go, "I don't see what the big deal is." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. Not that this even sort of matters. And I get why it was asked. I thought it was a weird question. Who was doing the the inter the the who, who did play by play and then did the interview on the field after the game when they won? Was it Nance? Yeah, Nance. I I thought it was a weird first question. Instead of talking about the game or Kansas City, he wanted Reed to really comment on playing the Eagles because of his history there. And I thought that was a weird first question. Yeah. Because it almost threw Reed off. He's like, hey, can I like give my fans something for a second before you want me to talk about the old team. Like it was a weird, I don't know. It was a strange, that was a third question, not a first question. A and he's bit. been in Kansas city so long that the Eagles thing is not really, it's not like the, he's not like he's coaching against his former players. Yeah. It's not next year. It's Broncos saints in the super bowl. And you go, Oh wow. Whatever. I mean, that's not, it's been a wow. Yeah. Ginger says it's his girl and his brother, and it could very easily just be, that, that is a part of it. That yeah. well, it's certainly a lot of it. And like Romo was like, this is Michael Jordan's flu game. I'm like, shut up. He's gotten worse. He was awful. He, he is. I don't know if he's so pleased with himself that he just talks more, but he, Greg Olson is better. Oh, yeah. Olson's the better color commentator at this point. Oh, it might be why Tom Brady's like, hey, hello. I can do that. I mean, you don't think Tom Brady in the broadcast booth would be entertaining? I'm in. I think the networks would go after that one. I mean, you'd give him a shot. Like, sure, Tom, here's $20 million. Make a run at it. He'll be better than Breeze. Yeah. And Romo just won't stop talking. Commentator or executive, if you had to put the money on it? My feel was executive. I think it's executive, but if you told me that he did a little one- or two-year TV stint for the hell of it... Stay around it for a minute. I mean... I'd have to think about getting rid of Romo right now. Ooh. 
Really? He's not good. Because that's some of the problem is you can't really demote him. He just keeps talking and talking and talking. Like you're up there. You're with Jim Nance. Let Jim Nance guide you a little. Oh, McVeigh would be really good if he decided to do it. Well, I'm shocked he's not done it. I think it's one more. Yeah. No, he, he'd be terrific at it. I think it. he and Aaron Donald are sunsetting next yeah. year. No, he would be terrific at it. But I think Brady would be really good at it. Yeah, I do too. And the level of access Brady would be able to get Whatever the night wants. before? Whatever he wants. Hey, I know you don't normally do these, but Tom Brady wants to talk to you. Okay, I'll be right there. Yeah. Done. Yeah, I just think it would be pretty interesting. I don't know. I mean, but it feels like he'll be an exec. Somewhere. Tonight's SEC schedule, for those who are curious, uh, ESPN 2 at 6 o'clock. Tennessee is on the road in Gainesville to face Florida. And that one, Florida 5-3 and three in the SEC. A big shot for Florida. I mean, yeah. it's a... And then Tennessee 7-1. and One, one loss I mean, to Kentucky. It's a big opportunity for the Gators. Georgia is at Auburn tonight. Georgia 4-4 four and four in the SEC. Auburn 6-2 and two in the SEC. Yeah, it's, that's, it's a game Auburn has to win and, and will win. Yeah. Yeah. And then Missouri tonight, just trying to stay out of a disaster. They're at home against LSU tonight in Columbia. LSU one and seven in the SEC. Missouri sixteen and five overall, four and four in the SEC. Just win it by a point. Missouri, who plays? Who plays Saturday? Missouri by ten tonight is the line. Auburn by twelve, and Tennessee by five and a half are your lines. Ooh, twelve's a big number because Georgia sometimes will play pretty hard. They're kind of plucky. Yeah, them. that's a, that's a big number, but Auburn could easily cover that. Saturday, Ole Miss at Vanderbilt, as we said, Memorial Gymnasium. Gymnasium. Auburn at Tennessee on Saturday. Oh, okay. 1 o'clock ESPN for that one. Okay. 2.30, Arkansas at South Carolina, SEC Network for that one in Columbia. See, they get a chance to kind of get well. They're, they're, they're a team I'm watching in February because they, they've had a couple of Februarys in a row. Alabama will continue their wrecking ball day. They are uh, at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center Oof. in Baton Rouge on Saturday, 3 o'clock for that one with the Tide. And you wonder if Nate Oates walks into there and goes, you know, I kind of miss Will being here. Because <laughs> he'll look over at McMahon and probably be like, I can't get my juices flowing on I'm this so, one. Would you mind just looking at me funny for a minute? Yeah. Oh, that was appointment TV. You got Oates and Wade together. And oh, you went, oh, well, pregames. I mean, the SEC had to send extra people down there, basically. It wasn't manufactured hate. They hated each oh, other. Oh, no, it was real. Like, I mean, warm-ups were anybody's, anybody's <laughs> guess. Missouri's at Mississippi State. I, I just don't see how the Bulldogs have a path, but if you do, you better damn win on Saturday. Um, and their they're net's okay. So can they get, can they get, if they went on a run, are they an 8-10 and 10 tournament team? No. And I don't think so. So no. you're, you're, you're. They, they're playing for the NIT right now. Georgia is at A&M on Saturday. What's well, a rough week for Mike? Yeah, at Auburn, a, at A&M? Yeah. He looked at that schedule and went, oh. Oof. And then uh, Florida at Kentucky is your nightcap on Saturday. Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky has now won five straight league games, I believe. Yeah. They just don't do anything to impress you. No. But they won. They're winning. That's kudos to them. They, they find different ways to win. So maybe that's what they Not what Sheboy signed up for though thinking this year mm. was going to be something different i wouldn't think the kid who went off for 27 last night was really good oh yeah and wheeler was tough because i think he, I mean, he rolled that ankle he, he 
probably was not feeling himself feeling his best. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, again, coverageherbalgroup.com. By the time you hear this, it will already have happened. Lane Kiffin uh, will speak to the media on signing day here coming up. We uh, we back with you. We'll have Jeffrey Wright tomorrow on the show, and then uh, as last week, and basically what happens once football gets all the way out of the way. You'll get a show tomorrow night that will be pre-recorded um, from a hand-raised guy's standpoint. Um, a lot of college basketball on that and uh, and more as well. So hope you have a wonderful day. Again, rebelgrove.com in the meantime for whatever does happen with signing day today. And we will talk to you on Thursday morning. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.